Welcome to Sound Solutions, a series of free audio tapes produced by Braille Institute of America. The tape you are listening to and all the others in the series provide practical information to adults and their families who are dealing with sight loss. The professional staff and many of the students at Braille Institute collaborated to provide the information, tips, and practical solutions to living life independently in spite of sight loss. As you listen to Know the Right Stuff, think about the ways you can apply the techniques that are presented. You may want to enlist the help of a sighted friend or family member to help you get started. Remember, the goal is to discover ways to live life as independently as possible. We believe you can do it. Teddy's Tours. Teddy's Tours, folks. Rights, resources, and responsibilities for people with vision loss. Right over here. Teddy's Tours. Come on. Come on, people. Now, don't push. We're waiting for just a few more people, then we're going to get started. Boy, it's wild in here today, isn't it? Yeah. Teddy's Tours. Rights, resources, and responsibilities. I found him, Teddy. He was off getting his shoes shined. Honestly, Phil. Hey, I wanted to look good for a little outing today, but his wife of mine dragged me off the shoeshine chair before the guy had a chance to finish. He didn't even do the backs. Well, the top's all that matters. I always say, who cares what people think of you when you're leaving the room, huh? (laughs) Okay, then. Hey, can everyone hear me? (laughs) Okay, okay. Hey, welcome to Know the Right Stuff. Rights, resources, and responsibilities for people with vision loss. I'm Teddy. I will be your host and guide for our excursion through the blindness community today. How are you all doing? Oh, yeah. Can you Hi. speak a little louder? Hey, hiya, Teddy. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, is that better? Can you hear me yep. now? Okay, yeah. then. That's great. As you can tell, there's a lot going on in this station today. Lots of people, lots of sounds, pay phones, turnstiles, ticket booths, and merchants, and music, and people, and people, and more people. It's a huge variety of sensory information. Beyond what you might be able to see, there's lots to hear, smell, and touch. Really makes your other senses work. It can seem really confusing and intimidating. Does it seem that way to anyone here? Okay. Well, that's what the whole world can feel like to someone who is newly experiencing vision loss. And I'm not just talking about the physical world. I mean, speaking of sensory information, pretty easy to tell that was a dog, okay? That's my guide dog, Rufus. There's lots of ways that people learn to overcome the physical obstacles. Dog guides, white canes, sighted guides, O&M. Yeah, we're going to talk about more about that in a little bit. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get to our train! Track 29. Hey, follow me and Rufus. Rights, resources, and responsibilities now boarding! A tour through the blindness community with a breathtaking view of the road to independence. Now boarding on track 29. Oh, 
All right, let's hurry it up there, people. We got things to do, places to go, people okay. to... Well, right, you know what ready? I mean. Hey, anyway, we were talking about physical obstacles. Uh -huh. But physical obstacles are only one part of what can make the world confusing and intimidating to a person dealing with vision loss. Uh -huh. Emotional uh -huh. obstacles, intellectual obstacles, even spiritual obstacles come up that need so, to be navigated. Uh -huh. To many people, losing their sight feels, at first, like they've lost everything. They can't drive, they can't do their job, they can't read or watch TV. They can't even get around their own home without fear of bumping into things. I know what that feels mm -hmm. like. <laughs> the world that you've spent your whole life learning to live in and function in has suddenly become a very difficult place. Mm -hmm. And you're starting all over from scratch. And who doesn't think that can be scary and depressing? Oh, all right. Well, so do you want the bad news or the good news first? Oh, the good news. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to give you the bad news first then. You ready? The bad news is, in many ways, it is like starting over from scratch. Your needs are different, your abilities are different, mm -hmm. and all those losses you feel, the driving, mobility, hobbies, and such, they really boil down to one thing, independence. Oh, that's true. And self-sufficiency. Well, that's yeah. two things, I guess. But they're biggies, okay? Overcoming all those obstacles is the journey back to independence. All right, you ready for the good news now? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Yes. The real good news is... There is virtually nothing you can't do. Did you hear that? Okay. Right? I like hearing that. I'm going to say it again. There is virtually nothing you can't do. Uh -huh. Okay, I'll admit it. You can't drive a car, you can't fly a 747, and you probably should not attempt brain surgery. Okay, but other than that, all right, you want more good news? Yeah. Okay. Yes. There is more help available on this journey to independence than you can imagine. All right? All kinds of help. Financial help, training, assistance, transportation, media, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie to you, okay, this journey is not a cakewalk. No, it takes a lot no. of work and energy and persistence. But what worthwhile goal doesn't, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the key to taking this journey is what we're here to talk about today. All right? Yay, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I give you the three R's. Yay. All right? Rights, resources, and responsibilities. On our train ride today, we're going to be talking about all three. What you've already got as an American citizen, what is out there and available to you now, and what you need to bring to the party. Mm. How are we going back there, Teddy? Oh, hold on. i got to find my engineer talkback button. Oh, there it is. Hey, doing fine there, Engineer Bert. We ready to roll? Soon as you say so, Teddy. Hey, you got enough coal and all that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Ted. We may have to come back and break up some furniture for fuel. Not <laughs> okay, give a holler, we're ready to go. Will do, Bert. Okay. That was Engineer Bert, everybody. He'll be driving this puppy for us today. Hey. All right. Hey. All right. Are we all here? <laughs> Phil, are you here? Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry, Teddy. Phil just had to stop and get a pretzel. Yeah, well, you said we need to bring stuff to the party, so I... <laughs> ready, Teddy? Ready, Bert. All right. We are gone. So sit back and relax, folks. Oh, We're that. on our way. I know, I know. Okay. Hey, now, to start this journey towards independence, it's important to be as clear as possible about your needs. Okay. Because the resource information available is so extensive, determining what your specific needs are is going to help guide you to the right resources for you. The adjustment to vision loss is different for everyone. Some people are perfectly contented just to learn the skills they need to get around and manage their home and tend their garden. Others want to be able to get out and about and reclaim their favorite pastimes or learn new ones or travel, do volunteer work or whatever. I mean, ask yourself these questions. What do I need? 
what do I want, and what am I willing to do for it? All right. A great way to find the answers to these questions is to do a self-assessment. Yeah. Well, I I think I'm pretty darn terrific. You want a pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, Phil. And that's not really the kind of assessment I'm talking about. I'm talking about assessing your specific needs resulting from sight loss. All right. Start by imagining yourself at your current level of functioning, going through a typical day, and I mean each detail. For example, imagine getting out of bed in the morning and walking to another room in the house. Okay? Do you have difficulty getting around? Then mobility is a problem caused by vision loss and should be included in your assessment. Okay? So continue going through your day like that, step by step, task by task, to consider in your assessment. Personal care, all right, bathing and grooming and dressing can all require learning some new skills. All the daily routines. Can you think of any others? Yeah, finding things in my closet. Organization, good one. Closets, drawers, shelves, cupboards, refrigerator, anything that you'll need to be able to find your way around. What else? Cooking and cleaning. Excellent. Food preparation, right? Using appliances, kitchen and household cleanup, vacuuming, laundry, day-to-day tasks that can present some difficulty. All right, what else? Getting to my doctor's appointment. Exactly. Or your barber, or the market, or coming back here to see your old friend Teddy. Transportation. Very good. We'll talk about that. Anything else around the house? Uh, paying bills,、mm. managing my checkbook.、Uh-huh. Oh, oh, reading the bills or the mail. All right, all right. Ding, 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 a ling. I knew someone would say it soon enough. <laughs> reading. Yeah. All right. Most people find that's one of the first things on their list. There are many ways to attack that one, depending on your level of vision loss.、Uh-huh. For people with certain vision problems, the solution can be as simple as some special magnification devices and large print books and magazines. Yeah, All right. For other people with different vision problems and less vision, there's the option of learning to read Braille, or talking books, or descriptive videos, or using a computer with voice programs that read text. Whatever the problem and whatever the solution, continued literacy is extremely important, and it should be pretty much right at the top of everybody's self-assessment. Right at the top of my list, Teddy. Okay, doing this self-assessment is real important, gang. It's going to be kind of a map to help you get started. But right now, I'd like to talk to you about the first of our three R's: rights. Okay, everybody with me so far? We're right here, Teddy. This is probably the shortest of the three lists, but it's incredibly important. Without it, the other two lists wouldn't even exist. The first thing on the rights list is a little thing we like to call the Constitution of the United States. Maybe you've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we all know that as American citizens, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the Declaration of Independence for people with sight loss begins with the rights list and the Americans with Disabilities Act. The ADA was adopted in the early 90s. It's a civil rights measure that says people with disabilities are protected from discrimination of any kind, from housing to transportation to employment. Okay. It also says that all public buildings, walkways, and vehicles must be accessible to anyone with disabilities. This means everything from providing ramps or lifts for people who are unable to navigate steps or stairs, to, to self-opening doors for people in wheelchairs. All right. To talking elevators that announce the floor. And, and handicapped parking spaces and special stalls and bathrooms. The ADA is by far the biggest step our country has ever taken to help us get down that road a little more easily. Yeah, All right, it too is responsible for many of the programs and services you're going to find on our resource list, which we're going to get to right now, just as soon as I check in with Engineer Bert. Oh, Engineer, Engineer Bert! Bert, <laughs> Bert, Teddy here. How's it going up there? Real good, Teddy. Real good. The tracks are clear. 
switches up ahead are all set. How about you? You folks back there, you comfortable? Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you, Bert. Glad to hear it. You give me a holler if there's anything I can do, Teddy. Will do, Bert. Thanks a lot. Okay, let's talk about that second R, resources. Remember a couple of minutes ago when I said that your self-assessment will be kind of a map? All right, think of each of those issues from your self-assessment list, what we talked about, continued literacy, organization, transportation, and so on, as different locations on this map, okay? Like train stations dotted around a map of the state. These resources we're about to talk about are like the train routes that are going to get you to those stations. There are usually a number of ways to get from one station to another, but... There is no single answer to any of these issues. The journey is different for everyone. All right, it would be great if there was just a checklist and you could go down and it worked for everybody, you know, and first you do this and then you do that and then you go here and bing, bam, boom. You're adjusted and adapted and independent, all right? But it doesn't work like that. So I'm just going to talk about some of the many resources out there available to you. Which of these things are useful to you and how you use them, that's up to you. You with me? Yeah, we're with you, Okay, then. Let's start with the government. Hey, don't get me started on the government. Don't man. get Phil started on the government. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking politics, Bill. But as long as you brought it up, i got to tell you, our government offers a lot of assistance to people with disabilities. Just for starters, let's talk about a little financial assistance, okay? The Social Security Act enables people who are blind or visually impaired to exclude some income from calculations of Social Security benefits. All right? In some cases, Supplemental Security Income, or SSI payments, are provided as well. And for those of you who may still be of working age, SSI has a marvelous work incentive program called PASS, Plan for Achieving Self-Support. It allows the worker to save money beyond the SSI liquid assets limitation, usually for purchasing some of the more expensive adaptive equipment, you know, like closed-circuit televisions for print enlarging, computers, reading machines, and the like without jeopardizing the SSI benefits, all right? There's a pamphlet about the PASS plan available through the Social Security office. Then, of course, there's everybody's favorite, the IRS. Oh, Oh, sure. Yeah, grown away. But did you know that the IRS offers a deduction for people who are legally blind? No way. That's right. And you thought the IRS was the bad guys. Well, they are the bad guys. Well, here's another government-related resource that a lot of people don't think about. The Veterans Administration. Oh, really? Now, of course, you do have to be a veteran, but anyone who served either here or overseas is eligible for VA benefits. That includes military nurses, which for some reason a lot of women who serve don't realize. All right, the VA has one of the most complete vision support systems in the world, from low vision clinics to excellent surgery centers to ophthalmologists. And you don't have to have lost your sight in the service either. The VA can also provide training in living skills and visual skills. They also have O&M classes. That's the second time you mentioned O&M, Teddy. What on earth is that? All That's right, all right. Exactly. O&M, my friend, orientation and mobility. Oh. Training on how to get around your house, your yard, your neighborhood. It's everything from proper white cane technique to sighted guide technique. Invaluable training on basic life functions that seem simple but can be quite tricky. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. All right, well, the VA even has visual impairment team coordinators. They help people find services not only within the VA but throughout the community. Yeah, yeah, but, but what if I'm not a veteran? Then a good place to start is the State Department of Rehabilitation. Every state has a Department of Rehab or a Bureau of Services for the Blind. Most of these agencies have counselors or teachers who will come to your home and do basic in-home living skills training. Now, as you make your own journey to independence and map out your own route, you may very well find other resources that the government provides. For now, though, 
Let's look at sort of the other end of the spectrum, okay? Your family, friends, and neighbors. Hey, Teddy, don't get me started on my family. All right, all right. Well, I know, but they're also just about the best resource there is. They can help you with rides, with reading, with organization and labeling, with shopping, with household chores, a million different things. Yeah, but Teddy, asking them for all that will make me a terrible burden to them. That's yeah. not independence. Yeah, all right, all right, listen to me. That's where you're wrong. Now, retreating from life, putting all the responsibility for your well-being on someone else, just, you know, throwing up your hands and waiting to die, that's being a burden. And the difference between being a burden and the kind of help I'm talking about is the A, number one, most important thing on your responsibilities list. Which is what? All right. We're coming to that very soon. Suffice to say that if you do your part, people love to be of help. And there's no end to the help and comfort they can be. And remember, this isn't just about having your friends and family do things for you. It's about sharing your experiences with someone, the good and the bad, the triumphs and the tragedies. Having friends, family, and neighbors to talk to is a heck of a lot easier than talking to some government agency or even to your doctor. And I'll tell you something else. Accepting help from your friends and family can have some very interesting side effects. All right? My brother has always been one of my best resources. He's helped me with everything. He takes me to the doctor. He takes me shopping. He even installed my grab bars in my shower at home. And now, my brother's boy, my nephew Todd, we were never real close. So I'm over at my brother's house one day, and Todd says, You ought to check out the Internet, Uncle Teddy. Teddy, don't get me started on the Internet. Listen, listen. So little Todd says, I'll don't bet there's there. tons of stuff for blind people on there. And I thought, isn't that cute? Little Todd, he wants to be helpful like his dad. So I thought, I'm going to indulge him. I sat down with him at his computer. He clicks on a couple of things, and I hear the computer dialing in. Little Todd says, Okay, let's do a search for blind. He types it in, pushes return, and 27,000 listings show up. I almost fell over. Blind service organizations from all over the country, all over the world, all right? Schools, training centers, clubs, guide dog schools, even personal home pages of blind people. I couldn't believe it. All right, then we checked out what they call news groups, which is strings of messages and replies from folks all over the world, all right? They're all grouped by topic. If you can think of it, they've got a news group for it, all right? From salmon fishing to adoption searches to recipe exchanges to, to lists of every episode of Gilligan's Island. Don't get me started on Gilligan's Island. Quiet, Phil. <laughs> well, the next thing you know, three hours had passed by. Well, little Todd and I got together once a week after that. I got some amazing information. Turns out the Internet is an incredible addition to the resources list. But more importantly, I now count him among my best friends. And that's one of those side effects I was talking about. But, Teddy, I can't see a computer screen. Neither can I, darling. But you can get stuff printed out in large print, for those of you who can read large print. For those who can't, there's still other solutions. Through his school, little Todd hooked me up with a talking computer. All right? It reads whatever text is on the screen. It's unbelievable. The real point, though, is how one resource, family and friends, led me to another resource, the Internet. Hey, Teddy, this is uh, Bird up here in the cockpit. I just wanted to let you know we're about halfway through the ride, and we're on our way back to the station. Oh, geez, I've been yakking away so much, and the ride's so smooth and nice, I didn't even notice the time. i got to pick up the pace. Thanks for the warning, Bert. You got it, Teddy. Okay, just a couple of more major points I want to get to on the resource list, okay? Churches and clubs, senior centers, 
community centers mm-hmm. and, and your church or synagogue can be a great resource. All right, They will often have volunteer programs so you can get help with errands or things around the house. They often offer classes, lectures, or groups that can be helpful, sometimes specifically geared to people with vision loss. That's yeah. cool. wow, that's Group trips or tours offered through a club or church can also be really useful. You should also be aware that many tourist attractions and travel companies have special offers or services for people with vision loss. This can mean anything from a discounted ticket price to having guides available to show you around the museum or attraction. Why else do you suppose a church or a community center is a good idea? Anyone? Uh, staying active, being with people. Bingo. Out of the park on the first swing. <laughs> Taking part in things and being around other people not only helps you avoid that retreating into yourself thing we talked about before, but it will lead you to other resources, other opportunities, other ideas, and solutions that you might not get to on your own. Absolutely. That Absolutely. brings me to the blind service organizations. Okay, Places like the Braille Institute in Los Angeles and the Hadley School in Illinois. Your local State Department of Rehab can refer you to the organization closest to you. And if you don't have such a place locally, these places and others like them can still be helpful to you in a variety of ways. For instance, the Hadley School offers correspondence courses, and many of them are offered in Braille or in large print or on tape cassette. They also have an enrichment program that can help you design a course of study for yourself to learn the skills you determine you need. It's a complete school, and its limits are only your imagination. And what's it called? It's the Hadley School, H-A-D-L-E-Y, in Illinois. The Braille Institute in California is also a very good resource. I must admit a little bias because I was a student at Braille for many years. Okay, They have classes in Braille, of course, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Do you want to learn about adaptive cooking for people I with do. vision loss? I do. They have a class for it. All right. Do you have a knack for art? Flower arranging. Yes. I mean, they've even got a band, all right? Yeah. Ham radio. That's my story. Ballroom dancing. I mean, you can find it all. For example, they hooked me up with the dog guide school where I made the acquaintance of my friend Rufus here. Right, boys? Rufy. Yeah. Rufy. Make note of their toll-free number. It's 1-800-BRAILLE. That's 1-800-272-4553. They can answer some of your questions and help you find similar organizations in your area. Places like Braille and Hadley are wonderful places to go for referrals. All right, They're also a great place to find products and services for people with vision loss. From talking watches and clocks to large print playing cards to magnification devices for people with limited sight to raised dot markings to help you with your own stove and oven and thermostat and things. Blind service organizations like Braille and Hadley are staffed with professionals who understand your needs. Of course, some of the best information I got there came from the other students, all right? Meeting and talking with other people who are dealing with the same things you are is really important, and it can help you immeasurably on your journey to independence. Yeah, those service organizations sound great, but how do I get there? Yeah, that's a good question. All right, well, before your vision loss, did you drive? Yes. You owned a car and everything? Yes. Okay, so before you had to manage your car, right? Upkeep, insurance, repairs, parking, and so on, right? Yep. Well, now you need to manage rides from friends or family. Use public transportation, taxis, shuttle services. Maybe you can arrange with a neighbor to take you grocery shopping with them when they go. Could you do that, Dad? Maybe your nephew's got a tennis lesson and it's close to your doctor, and you can arrange your appointment time to be near his lesson time. Maybe you'll learn that the bus that stops a block away from your house also stops a block away from the senior center where you like to play bingo. Some senior centers and some of those blind service centers we were just talking about offer shuttle van service to or from. Once in a while, the best solution, though, is take a cab. But cabs are so expensive. Yeah, that's true. True. But so is owning and running a car. All right? 
Even if you offer a couple of bucks to help with gas every time a friend or family member takes you somewhere, now add in what you spend on public transportation fares and take a taxi a few times a month, you're still probably not going to spend as much as you would on a car. No, I guess that's right. Listen to this. Also, in most major cities, there are special transit services for people with disabilities. They often have names like Dial-A-Ride or City Ride, all right? Your blind service organization or State Department of Rehab can let you know what's available in your area and how to contact them. Okay, I really need to get to responsibilities, but very quickly, a word about services and utilities. You mean like the gas company? I mean exactly like the gas, electric, and phone companies. Get in touch with each of the utility companies in your area to find out what special services they offer to people with vision loss. At the very least, most of them will be able to send your bill in large print, if that would be helpful. And often, much more. They can also help with installing new equipment, such as large button phones. But you got to make the call, okay? And that gets me, at last, to responsibilities. That's your part of the process. This is by far the most important of the three lists we've talked about today. The rights are yours. The resources are all out there for you. What you make of them and how you utilize them is completely dependent upon your responsibilities. This is the most important piece of information I'm going to give you today. Your A number one most important responsibility. If you remember nothing else, remember this. Ready? Ready. 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 Be proactive. Don't wait for things to happen to you. Be proactive. Take action, okay? Do something. Be proactive. Everything else I'm going to tell you about your responsibilities comes back to this. Make it your mantra. Repeat it to yourself over and over. Let's all say it right now, shall we? Be proactive. Good. Once more with feeling. Be proactive. Excellent. Okay, the first part of being proactive is communication. So many of us are afraid to talk openly about our visual limitations, afraid to ask for help, afraid that we'll seem like we're looking for pity. Don't be ashamed and don't be afraid. People want to help, but they won't know the best ways to help you unless you tell them. Communication about your vision status and about your needs will serve you well throughout this journey to independence. But, Teddy, I hate to feel pushy. It's not being pushy. It's giving information. For the blind service professional, it'll help them guide you to the right services. For the community center volunteer, it'll help them learn how to help you. That's true. I, I can yeah. see that. All right, now listen. Here's another big tip that'll help you stay proactive on this journey. Organization. Organization. That's right. Between the Department of Rehab, your doctor, blind service organizations, church groups, the VA, service and utility companies, and so on, there's bound to be a lot of phone calls, letters, and forms. Okay? Keep careful track of all of it. Trust me, it'll make your life a lot easier. Sometimes it seems like you never get connected to the person who can help you before being transferred 14 times and cut off twice, you know? And when you do finally reach that person, make note of their name and extension number, okay? And the day and the time of your call in case you get cut off. Or maybe you have to call back another time. You can get to them more quickly and easily and save a few of those transfers. Here's a real important one that I never would have thought of. Many of the places on your resources list, especially the government organizations, they're going to want a doctor's confirmation of your visual status. Believe me, this will come up a lot. Make several copies of this so you've got one available whenever you need it. Also, carry your ID and insurance cards with you always. Keep them somewhere safe and easily accessible. Now, we've talked about communication and organization, and I'd like to add two more. Patience and persistence. Okay, You are not going to find every resource, get every answer, or solve every problem on the first try. It will get frustrating, but keep after it. 
Remember, slow and steady wins the race. And the sense of accomplishment you'll feel and moving ever closer to that goal of independence is well worth it. It really is. Teddy, folks, we're approaching the station. Please stay seated until we've come to a complete stop. I hope you've had an enjoyable journey today, everybody. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks the for... end of the journey. Although, really, for you, it's just the beginning. Thanks for joining me today. And as you take <laughs> your own journey, you'll find your own solutions, your own tips and tricks, and your own road to independence. Yeah. Now, come back and see me and Rufus again soon, okay? You all have terrific adventures in store, and it should be a little easier now that you know the right stuff. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Rufus. Bye, Rufus. Bye, Rufus. Bye, Rufus. Oh, thanks, everybody. Remember, there's nothing you can't do. Bye-bye. Thanks. Be proactive. You've been listening to Know the Right Stuff, one of the audio tapes in the series Sound Solutions. We hope you found the information helpful for you, your family, and friends. These tapes are available free of charge from Braille Institute, a private nonprofit organization committed to eliminating blindness and severe sight loss as a barrier to the fulfillment of life. Sound Solutions was made possible by the generosity of the H.N. and Francis Berger Foundation, the Fritz B. Burns Foundation, and from thousands of individuals. If you would like more information about anything you heard in this tape, about other tapes in the series, or about Braille Institute, please call our toll-free number 1-800-BRAILLE. That's 1-800-272- 4553 Thank you for listening to Braille Institute's Sound Solutions.